Hey, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where sisters Alex and Sarah Franklin bring on comedians to recap Bachelor episodes and reflect on their own journey with Bachelor Nation. Enjoy! gosh hello thank you for joining us uh we are so happy to be with you this week to yes. talk about hometowns yes hometowns are a great time for us all because it's the week that the bachelor has to become a sociopath in order to get through it the, the bat oh yeah that's fair well it's yeah i am yeah it's got to be hard deciding like who do you love and who do you want to have sex with well next. and you have to like <laughs> physically lie to all these women's fathers <laughs> about uh, yeah want, a- asking for permission to marry them i remember um nick vial tweeted this week he was just like hometown week the week that every bachelor fears where something to the effect of um you know like where they have to where every father on the bachelor tries to keep themselves from losing their shit yeah uh and he got some peter was up against some tough dads this week yeah peter had some tough dads i always like appreciate if the parents are tough i i frankly feel like the mothers weren't tough enough maybe Kelsey's but I wouldn't even call her tough she was just like you won't break her heart promise okay (laughs) Kelsey's mom just felt exactly like Kelsey like she might have a little bit of sass (laughs) to her tune but like immediately backs down and is just kind of a sweet lady yeah these were overall tough families although we'll never know about well, in a way that I'm just like, oh, actually, maybe these families really care about these girls and maybe they come from good backgrounds and maybe there's hope for this generation of bachelor girls after all, because I was a little worried for a hot second. I asked um, on my Instagram, thank you for all who replied, um, <laughs> asking who you guys would like to see The Bachelorette. Um, oh, I, yeah. It was a write-in, right? Yeah, I got write-ins. I got a few Kellys. I got a few Madisons. Um, both... I'm like, meh. Like, I get, Kelly would make the most sense, but I'm I'm like, I don't want, I just don't feel like Kelly should, like, find love on this show. I also just don't think Kelly, I mean, I think she was certainly a fan favorite, but I don't think she had, I don't think she was interesting enough. Like, she was six, yeah. and it's not like she was Hannah Brown, you know. Where no, she, had she this, wasn't, like, entertaining. Yeah, she was far too normal. It's not like she had this, like, fun backstory to right. go into the season with. Right. So, yeah, I um a few people have said Kendall because her and Joe broke up. I'd be down for that. I'd be happy with Kendall. Um, A lot of people said, like, none of these women. What about Hannah Brown? One person said Hannah Brown. Mm-hmm. Someone said Bibiana. Mm, no, out of the zeitgeist too long. What about Demi? She's kind of been hanging around. I didn't get Demi, but somebody said Corinne. No, <laughs> <laughs> I veto Corinne. I'd be happy Demi. with Demi, but I they can't. They won't. They won't do Demi because it would be well. They could. It could, but it, it would be like the first like house with both men and women. They would have to, which is like the tequila. Format. Tequila, 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 tequila. What was that called? Tequila, tequila. Tequila, tequila. I have slightly more faith in ABC that they would somehow <laughs> manage it to be a little bit more classy. She picked the man, right? I, I'm pretty positive she picked the guy. She did? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember. He was like a Ken doll. All right. Well, now she's a Nazi, so it doesn't really That's matter. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. Um, before we get into it, man, how distracted were you by Peter's head? Guys, uh, I think it's impacting his ability to make decisions. <laughs> like, his, br- I can see his brain through... <laughs> His open wound, like this, like the stitches didn't work. It's so gross. It's disgusting. How are these women like kissing him? <laughs> I'd be afraid it would touch me. <laughs> I feel like it's probably diminishing his appeal a little bit. Like I feel like Kelsey might have had a more violently sad reaction had uh, Peter's head been fully intact. Yeah, because it's not like a hot scar. No, it's not. 
cute. It's ugly and bubbly and looks like oh, it was mishandled. Oh, oh, I don't even. Can we? I need to move on. I'm already freaked out. I wanted to vomit the whole episode. It's also yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not a good place for a scar. Like it's not. I'm, I'm trying to think. Like where Jason Momoa has his mm, scar, like mm. above his like where it's like sort of touching his eyebrow. Yeah, if it's touching your eyebrow, that's not too bad. Um, Do you know how Jason Momoa got his scar? Uh shattered his face in a glass on a golf cart <laughs> no kind of <laughs> um he this is for my la folk out there mm. he got in a bar fight at birds and somebody <gasps> smashed a bottle on his head oh my god birds i know and if anyone has ever ever been to birds it is a it's a hipster bar yeah, I've never would imagine seeing anything close to a bar fight. I can't even imagine Jason Momoa in Birds. No. I'm like, <laughs> you don't have to be, be here. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. They sell like rotisserie chickens that they just like buy at Albertsons it's and then resell them. Truly <laughs> only comedian men in skinny jeans. <laughs> because it's right next to UCB. Truly the only people that hang out there. And so I'm like, what skinny UCB guy smashed a bottle over Jason Momoa's head? They have good ranch dressing. Uh, cool. Hot tip. If you find yourself in the L.A. area, birds on Franklin if Avenue. If you're looking for some good ranch, that's funny. I once saw one bar fight. Whoa. Yeah. Was it when you were here? Yeah. It was at Black, I think is the yeah, bar. Yeah, I was there. I was in the, stuck in the bathroom. Yeah. And they so these have tall... Like, like they had like the cocktail tables, but the table part, the top of the table is marble. Mm -hmm. And a guy pushed over and the marble cracked and it was so loud. And then like these guys started fighting. They got kicked out. I genuinely remember thinking in this moment because it was so violent and it was so, so violent loud that I was like, oh, I think somebody's going to pull a gun. Yeah. And I remember I was like, I shouldn't leave the bathroom, but my little sister is out there. And it I'm was going. in and it was in Valley Village. Like it's like the suburbs. That's where the Vanderpump kids live. Yeah. It's where the Vanderpump kids live. It's where the office kids live. And by kids, I mean adults. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway all right let's talk about the bachelor um hannah ann is week one the most classic like if you were to describe a hometown to anyone it would be like this date mm -hmm. like there was like nothing interesting like it was just like very by the book hometown i did notice how when she did her run hug um i noticed her tan line and it was like I haven't like I haven't seen like where the jeans line is. Yeah. Interesting. It, it reminded me of like being a senior and like tanning for prom. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I. Yeah. I was very impressed by how good her hair looked it, frizzy from the rain. She's very pretty. I was like, wait, you somehow got more attractive because I think it it made it like normalized her a little bit. Like it like Madison just has like normal kind of like frizzy hair mm -hmm. like. I liked her with frizzy rain hair. Yeah. Um, so I guess they did something that they never do. Neither of them. They went axe throwing because <laughs> so, you need to make sure this California uh, boy was tough. And also her dad is a ranger, Ranger Rick. Um, and that's where he read the 10. He wrote her a poem as a reaction to the poem she wrote him. Um, I had to fast forward through this poem because it was so I can't listen to like Peter B. Sincere sometimes. But it wasn't a poem. It was just she wrote the 10 things I love about you. So he wrote them back. Totally. Was but it a poem? It was like that? it was a list. It was a yeah, list. It was a list. Form. And I was like, it was I, like a BuzzFeed article. It was a, it was a listicle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the things that he said that he liked about her and I ended up rewinding it to see if they had actually played it and they didn't was he loves the way she wraps his legs around him when they hug. Did they show it on the list? They showed it on the list. And I was like, Peter, all of your girls do that. Except Madison. Because as we know, she's pure. <laughs> this is described by her father. So freaking gross. <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel like the only reason that The Bachelor needs to get in shape is to get ready for those run hump 
run. Yeah, up. because they have to lift these women in the air. It's like a requirement. Or yeah, something. yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think Peter has back problems after this season? I think Peter has a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> I worry about his well-being all around, all across the board. Um, yeah, I thought it was like kind of bo- like I, it was just this classic like I kind of liked how the mom I think it was this family. Yeah, the mom was just like, I mean, I'm fine with it. Moms are a little more go with the flow. <laughs> like you're a little more go with the flow about your daughter marrying a stranger. I think it's just because <sighs> I bet Hannah's mom just understands what this is. Yeah. Her mom probably just You're knows. probably right. She probably just watches the show and she's like gets it. Whereas these dads are like, are you kidding me right now? And Ranger Rick was not having it. He's like, I just got to make sure this is not a flash in the pan. I, by the way, was trying to picture. <laughs> I don't know what a flash in the I pan looked it means. Up. I looked it up. It means a thing or a person who's sudden but brief. Success is not repeated or repeatable. So it doesn't totally apply. <laughs> but I, I appreciate, I like, I appreciate a good idiom every now and yes, again. Yes, yes, yes. I was trying to imagine our dad if this would happen. And I think he would be just as, just as tough on the dudes. Yeah. And you're right. Mom would probably be just like, oh, it's fun. <laughs> Let the kids have fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Do you think he'd give permission? No. <laughs> no. Dad still talks about my high school boyfriend not ever giving him eye contact. I'm 30 right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's like no way. I'm 31. Crap. <laughs> Shit. Oh, my God. Nice. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is no way he would give permission. Yeah. Um, but he was, Hannah Ann was one of the two people that Peter asked for the, uh, or told the father that he was falling in love with the girls. And one of the two, and Hannah was one of the two girls he said he was falling in love with. I predicted she was going to go home. I actually thought it was going to be her. Explain why. Okay. I, by the way, he did not say he's falling in love with Maddie. He says, I love Maddie. He said, I love Maddie. Oh, my God. Not to her, to her parents, but in his ITM. He said, I love Maddie. Not falling in love with, I love her. So I was like, okay, Madison's definitely getting picked. And then I just felt like Peter and Kelsey have, like, this undeniable chemistry like, they seem very connected. And I don't even know if it's, like, into each other is, like, the way to describe it. They just seem like they understand each other. They felt actually comfortable in silence together. Yes. they Like, they seem to, to me to have, like, a real under... Like, remember how, like, Rachel, Lindsay, and Eric, it was, like, these two feel like they, like, get each other. It's the same thing, which Eric ended up going home, but... Yeah, I so I was just like, oh, I feel like like he can't send Kelsey home because of this. And then I figured Victoria F was making it. I, I mean, like, I obviously I don't agree with it, but I just felt like she was going to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was like, well, it has to be Victoria F that goes home because I guess I'm not <laughs> thinking strategy. Yeah, you're clearly not thinking bachelor. <laughs> that's for sure. Should we talk about Kelsey or Demon? Yeah, I had nothing else to say about Hannah. Anna. <laughs> I mean, like she's fine. Um, yeah, I felt like this was like a great date, like for that winery to get promoted. I also thought that looked like a fun date, making wine with people. As soon as I saw this date, I was like, "Oh, that's probably what I would want to do." Like something kind of outside. <laughs> But not like that involves activity because you wouldn't want to break like like whenever they do like the horseback riding or like the ATV things like like you just like can never like talk or anything. So I'm like something like outside, but that like involves like 
getting a little tipsy that's fun on a date especially if you're about to meet parents and I was like I feel like a winery and then you can like yeah take a class or whatever like that felt like a good I was like this is probably what I would do if I ever had the opportunity everyone's having fun on that day (laughs) yeah and even if you don't drink you're gonna have fun like stomping on grapes because you're like yeah and you're outside and it's just like it's calm and it's peaceful but it doesn't feel fancy it's casual I like a winery in retrospect, I was really bummed at Peter during this day. Um, mm. I'm bummed at him in retrospect because um, Kelsey told him that she was falling in love or that she was in love with him. Or she's like, do you know how I feel? Or he, she's like, well, now I know how I feel about you. And he was like, tell me how you feel. It was almost like he drew an I love you out of her just so he could send her home. And it bothered me. Um I wonder if he went, so the order of filming, I believe, was Madison, Victoria, wait, hold on, actually, I do have the order of filming. I think that Madison was actually first. So it was Madison, Victoria, Hannah, and then Kelsey. So at that point, he definitely knew that he wasn't going to pick her. Well, I wonder if he figured he was sending Victoria home. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It really made me sad and it and pissed me off. I think the only reason that Kelsey has lasted this month long, and I think he really, really, really does genuinely like enjoy her. her. Yeah. But I feel like he's almost only kept her around or has kept her along around for as long as he has is because he doesn't feel confident and he knows that Kelsey really likes him because she's the only one who's comfortable expressing her emotions. That's what Hannah Brown said about Luke P. Was it Luke P? Mm. Whatever Luke. We all know who he is. She said that she was like, I he was my my constant validation. Yeah, I, I uh, that piss that bums me out. That that shouldn't be a reason. That's like really just toying with somebody's heart. In, in a yeah, way but it's The Bachelor, so this is like the only place you're allowed to do something like that. Because no matter what, you're toying with people's hearts. I totally get this, and at this point in the game, as I said earlier, is the point that you need to become a liar. But like, don't draw and I love you out of somebody. Like, don't make them say it if you know willingly that you don't feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, can I talk about this one, one thing that made me really laugh, though? Yes. <laughs> Again, it made me laugh in retrospect. Peter didn't know where his ex-girlfriend's hometown was, but he somehow knew about Crab Ragoon. <laughs> because she, because Kelsey always talked about it, right? Again, he <laughs> didn't know where his ex girlfriend was from (laughs) maybe they dated maybe it was so casual for like a few weeks okay i mean (laughs) she sounds like the girl moves a lot sure maybe (laughs) um kelsey the first thing i thought was that kelsey's home was gorgeous and then i found out that it was not her family's real home they rented Mm. it which is common a lot of them do that and you can usually tell when there aren't like family photos on the wall totally but i was like oh my gosh this house is amazing it did feel a little like stock photo-y though yeah it was like straight up a chip and joanna house yeah yeah, yeah. the family's gorgeous they were all clones of each other the stepdad the stepdad's so sweet i wrote down the same exact thing i was like kelsey's stepdad seems really nice i wonder when she's gonna tell her mom that she talks to her dad because it didn't come up i that was a big one for me and, and it almost made me mad that they included it in the edit uh because it's not a storyline that they ended up tracking. So I was just like, oh, shit. So, um, so like, when's her mom finding out? Hopefully she found out before we found out. Maybe the same night. Maybe it's how she dies. <laughs> <laughs> Little office inside Jeff. <laughs> I don't want her mother to die, obviously. I think Kelsey was the only person worth rooting for, and now I... And now I don't feel anything at all. I'm numb. I'm comfortably numb, as the kids say. I was never really rooting for Kelsey, but I was also never, I'm really not rooting for any of them. Kelsey's the only sympathetic person. I know. I worry about him with all of these girls, though. I I have not seen it with any of them. He should have just ended up with Hannah. Yeah. And Hannah honestly really did that. She was, she was terrible. Hannah Brown. Yeah. When it came to this, like I I get it. It's like 
a lot of people say that they do this. It's like if you know that you're going to pick one person, in this case Hannah knew she, would p- she was picking Jed, you send home the one other person that you have strong feelings for before, like, before they meet your family. Because it can, like, so she's like, I knew I was picking Jed, so I was going to send Peter home no matter what because I liked him, like, second best, and I didn't want it messing with my head in the end. So it's, like, and, and like, people talk about doing this all the time. This is, like, like, Caitlin Bristow talked about it. Like, she knew she didn't, she wanted to send Nick home, like, three weeks before or something like that. Like, yeah, it was, like, something weird like that. Whatever. So, yeah. Um, I don't remember where I was going with this. Well, I know that I have a question for you. Okay. Um, are you keeping up with your New Year's resolutions? Um, pretty much none of them except for one, actually, which is really the only one that ma- matters. It's taking my daily vitamins. Uh, we want to talk to you a little bit about our partnership with Ritual Vitamins, who we are so happy uh, to be affiliated with. Um, we all want to do the right things to keep our body healthy in the long run. But even if we try really hard to eat kale salads and drink green smoothies, we're still most likely not getting all of the essential nutrients that we need on a daily basis. So these two easy to take capsules provide nine nutrients that you need to support a strong foundation for your health. Yeah, and Ritual is traceable and transparent. For careful label readers, all of Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients and their sources are out there for the whole world to see. Also, side note, they smell delicious, like peppermint. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like... candy truly uh, rituals also delivered it's so easy to start it's only a dollar a day to have all of the essential nu- nutrients that your body needs delivered every month straight to your door no strings attached better health doesn't happen overnight and right now ritual is offering trust the bachelor process listeners that's you listeners <laughs> 10 percent off their first three months So fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash trust to start your ritual today. Oh, I love vitamins. I know. It really is like a small thing that you do to just to like make it. it, It's just like a small, easy thing to do that is going to better you. Totally. And uh, like, I think when you start investing in yourself and like taking small steps to take care of yourself, like you just end up feeling better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know who I don't love as much? Madison? Her family. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I, I had the same like visceral reaction that everyone else did. I liked their date at Auburn. Great date. I was laughing a lot, though, because she was like, that's my that's where I lived. I could walk to the football stadium. And Peter literally freaks out. He's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I'm like, where did this guy go to college? Like, you can walk to the football stadium everywhere. He, he, like, went, to, he went to Baylor. Right. Like, can you not walk to the stadium from your dorm at Baylor? It's like, that's so badass. I was like, (laughs) walking from your dorm to the stadium? To the stadium? Like, that's every college. How about playing, like, basketball (laughs) for a major university? How about that actual? I mean, that part was really cool. The basketball. I mean, Charles Barkley. I know. I thought that it was, like, super, like, a super, super fun date. I thought her coach was really sweet. Bruce Pearl, I guess we're supposed to know who that is. Yeah, obviously. Pretended to. <laughs> pretended to. Um, yeah, I, I, I really, really liked it. I thought that I it it was like the first time I ever saw any personality in Madison that I really enjoyed. It's fun to watch someone do the thing that they're talented at. One hundred percent, and I think the fact that she is this basketball player is. So freaking yeah. cool. Like and it, she she felt very normal to me because, like, you know, all these girls, obviously, we're seeing them get super dressed up. Like, we're, you know, they kind of, I know that she's not a pageant girl, but, like, they kind of, like, put on their pageant girl look, like, this whole thing. And she just, like, I love that she just, like, has long hair and puts in a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's very beautiful. It's, like, it's, it's literally <laughs> Kelly Kapowski just, like, 
but yeah i loved her outfit too her black jeans with the white top with the ruffle i know it was a great look really good outfit she always knows how to pull off a look and she knows how to dress for her body type which is she's awesome. casual she always wears a sneaker and i like it i know i've been following her on instagram she also a big thing that she likes to rock is the high-waisted um spandex or like the leggings oh, with yeah. a crop sweater yeah I'm literally wearing that right now. And a black beanie. And then she does like the renegade on her Instagram. I'm not wearing a black beanie, but I'm wearing a cropped sweatshirt. But you are doing the renegade right now. I feel like you're just like doing the renegade on a constantly. What's the renegade? It's like the new like (laughs) uh, it's like the new dance that the kids are doing on TikTok. Oh, what is it? And I do it. No, she doesn't. I was but you cute. said that I do it. Well, I was because you were relating everything back to yourself, <laughs> and I was like, also, folks, she's doing the renegade. But you didn't know what it was, so now the bit is lost on everything. <laughs> Gracie knows it. Our little sister Grace, obviously, because uh, Tit or my uh, writing partner Mark and I, uh, no big deal, uh, have a pilot that's going out in a week, and we had to come up with a TikTok dance. <laughs> you just rest. called it TikTok. See again. You are forty-five <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> TikTok dance. <laughs> so we called Gracie to like show us what they're doing. Okay. So I and I'll look it up. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And um, Maddie does it. Maddie does it on her Instagram. Yeah, because she's like Grace's age. It's yeah. so weird. Maddie does like all of those dances. Like she's a really cool, good dancer. Um. But uh, yeah, she, and then she she likes to show it off on her okay. on her social well, who media wouldn't? accounts. Uh, and her crop sweater always goes up really high when she dances. Mm. And I'm just like, damn, your body is yeah. really good. Well, good yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're a college athlete, you know, um, you will get old someday. Something I did realize though, I thought that they so they prayed before dinner, which I don't know if you remember Peter's family. Made Hannah pray before dinner as well. Yeah, I actually made. That's a weird way to put it. Forced her into prayer. I thought that was like a sweet moment. I actually really liked the special plate tradition. Like there was a lot about her family that I really enjoyed. I think I will forever be creeped out. And you pointed out earlier um, by fathers categorizing their daughters as pure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I get it. It's creepy. It's weird. It also makes me think that there has been pressure put on her by her family to remain absent. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, do you think that this is pressure by her family or do you think this really is a choice that she made for herself? I can't I can't say. Right. Because they didn't talk about the other siblings doing this. (laughs) Exactly. They said it was a choice that she made for herself in which in that case, like all the more power to you. I'm like really pro that if that's something that you believe in I um what I find a little bit weird is that Peter not so secretly has a lot of sex and there has been nothing he's done nothing to hide that and you know right. what you're and he's never at. like shamed women for it no. either way no of course not but they're, they preview in the ITMs that she has uncompromising values, which is good. And in no way do I think that she should ever do anything that's outside of what she has decided is right for herself. But also Peter, that Peter shouldn't have to do that either. But it also is like, and I have, I do have virgin friends who are saving themselves for marriage. And it's like a t- topic of conversation where it's like, listen, I, this is something that's really important to me. But I also acknowledge the fact that it's a hard ask to to somebody who's been having sex for like a decade and a half to like, I understand it's a sacrifice for them on their part. And I think it's like one of those things where it's like, stay true to what your values are and like stand tall in them. But like the minute that you sort of like shame it, not that she's shaming. Well, we don't know yet because we haven't seen it. So she might be shaming him. We don't know. I don't know yet. Yeah. But Yes, it sounds like she basically told him, if you sleep with other women in the fantasy suite, I'm not. She's exactly what Luke P said to Hannah. 
uh, yeah, I know that there is a double standard and it matter. It's different. It's different for a, a man to say that to a woman rather than a woman to say it to the man. Generally, I feel like all the more power to you sleep with whoever you want. But if you want your relationship to have the best chance of success, maybe you don't sleep with one in one person. I yeah, I all yes. I also think it's a little odd for her to ask this again. We haven't seen it yet, so we don't really know how it goes down. But I think it's a little odd for her to ask this because he's open about having sex. He's had sex. What's one more girl? Like, I get it within the context of this show. Okay. Why you and I know I because she doesn't want it to be like you know that you're gonna marry me, but you just had like one last hurrah with these other two exactly. girls. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I get that. Yeah. I. Yeah, yeah, and I I remember I listened to Nick Vile's podcast often, and he like asked Lauren and Ben for advice. Yeah, and that was their advice because Ben clearly slept with like everyone, <laughs> all any girl that would, <laughs> and it obviously really destroyed the Lauren. perfect Ben. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just uh, I also think in general, if you have uncompromising values, and this is taking sex off the table, yeah. And you know that Peter is different from you and your values are uncompromising, meaning there's no room for growth or for learning or for meeting somebody halfway. Maybe Peter's not the person that you should be with. Yeah, I, 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 I like her. I do, too. I don't mind her creepy family, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't think I think that if Peter proposes to her, I do not see this lasting because I don't think Peter's going to be the husband that she's wants. And I think she's like, well, I'm in the clear because I'm telling him this and he's like, okay, but he's kind of like, okay. Not that he's like, not that he's weirded out by her values or anything like that, but he's just kind of like, yeah, I, I, I think I could do something like that. <laughs> she's like, sweet, great. Just like taking that as like a 100%. <laughs> Yeah, and then you get Victoria F in your bed, and it's like, what? I mean, even I would have an issue. <laughs> um, I, d- I don't think she drinks. Madison? So the family drinks sweet tea out of wine glasses, and then at the rose ceremony at the hangar, she didn't she didn't drink the, co- the champagne. She cheers it. Everyone cheers, and then she put the glass down. Cool. <laughs> Fine. But it, it, again, it just it feels like this would be something you should tell them. Maybe she has and they just don't find it important totally. enough to like to like show it on TV or whatever. Because it what like, yeah, who cares if there's someone on this show that's like, I don't really drink. It's like, OK, <laughs> drinking, being in a relationship with somebody who doesn't drink. I don't know what it is about me. I have attracted many people who I don't know, for whatever reason, are either sober or don't drink. Um, people that I've dated and it does change the dynamic of things like I'm not gonna lie it does but not in a way that really matters that much yeah I I I like don't I think it's like it would be different if if one person in the relationship wanted to like party all the time and go out and go drinking and all that but if it's just like a cat like oh yeah I like drink at bars with our friends it's a it's really manageable difference between a couple Somebody who has had sex and somebody who hasn't is it's different because it involves <laughs> both parties. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's involved. yeah, that's fair. Um, so it <sighs> is something that it's like if the conversation happens, like it needs to be compassionate on both sides. Yeah, I don't, just, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. Yeah. I don't see it lasting if if he if he picks her, but he said I love her. He definitely wants it to be her, and he's gonna hear that news, and he's gonna be like, oh fuck. I think right now, obviously right now in Bachelor world, not IRL because it's already happened, but right now where we're at in his life, he thinks he's picking Maddie. And I think the second that (laughs) he hears this news, it's going to throw him for a loop. And I think that this is why... They keep going back to him being like, I just like don't want surprises. Like I don't like, you know, I just like need total honesty from everyone because I don't want to be blindsided. And I think he's about to be blindsided. Okay. I'm scared. He's like, but you live next to the football stadium. That's badass. 
You could walk to the stadium <laughs> from your. You're telling me that person doesn't have sex? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I, before we get into Victoria, my roommate Tim just texted me, just thought about Victoria F and just got so mad. <laughs> no. Okay. I. Okay. Wait, before we start talking about her, wait, do you want to have something you want to say? No, this no, is like no. very preliminary. Okay. So um, I'm a. I'm a TV writer, and uh, it's it's very rite of passage. No big deal. That was totally a, a that wasn't even humble brag. <laughs> that was just like a straight up brag. <laughs> but it's like very rite of passage when cool. you like move to LA and decide that you want to become a writer. That you read this book called Save the Cat. Oh, I thought it was going to be the artist's way. Oh yeah, I mean there is a contingency of uh, <laughs> yes, like hippie artists that read that in order save to save the over there. cat. Okay, okay, They're, that's more about like combating like writer's block and making creativity a spiritual practice. Okay, I could talk about this forever. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. There is this book called um, Save the Cat. And uh, it basically breaks down the structure of screenwriting. But there's a really important moment in every uh, screenplay or any movie that you see called the save the cat moment where uh, you're ha- you realize like you're you're won over by your heroine. So like or you're won over by your protagonist. So like the example is within like the opening sequence you see your protagonist save a cat and that lets the audience know like, oh, we're going to, we like this person. We're on board for their journey. That's, that's what wins you over. I feel like they're setting us up for an anti save the cat moment with Victoria F because we watched her dog run into like rough waters of the ocean and Victoria seemingly not giving a shit she literally was like oh lol okay bye like see you at the concert dog i i felt like this was the bachelor being like oh you're not supposed to like victoria f this was like that was them setting us up for being like you're not gonna like her for this journey that we're about to put her on you know how we've kind of been giving her a pass this entire time she's not a sympathetic person anymore. yeah because i when they went to the date i was like oh i kind of like this because it's like oh like they like there's this kind of ruined hunter hayes is he gay i don't know oh i know that gracie shout outs to grace <laughs> our little sister was obsessed with him when yeah she was 12 I, I don't know why i th- asked if he was i just felt like it, maybe because that would make it like a non-threatening like <laughs> no <laughs> like person. well i didn't date this guy yeah. <laughs> um but yeah and i kind of liked it and then like i don't okay so Marissa shows up. Why? Why did they blur her face? Because she's all over social media, being like, "It was me, surprise! I was on The Bachelor," and like, tons of Instagram stories, tons of posts. She is not hiding it. I don't get why the face was blurred. I wonder if it was a post decision to legitimize, legitimate, legitimize. legitimize. Marissa to make it seem like she wasn't on there for fame to embolden her statement against Victoria. Like okay, I'm you're not probably right. doing this. I'm not doing this to get on TV. I'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart. Well, unfortunately she effed up when she posted all over Instagram. She literally just kept posing in front of the TV. She did <laughs> delegitimize. Oh, why can't I freaking say that? Word? <laughs> we know what you're saying. Delegitimize herself. <laughs> <laughs> By sort of making herself like a public forum on social media, creating a public forum on social media. Um, fun things about them. I guess they dated in 2012 when she worked at Guess. And again, like I said before, he had no idea where the hell she was from. So um, Peter only pays attention to uh, Crab Ragoon. Do you believe her? Uh, 100%. Me too. Like 100%. <laughs> and apparently it was like friends of theirs, husbands. Husbands. Also, <laughs> Victoria never denies it. Instead, Victoria's reaction to Peter was the definition of gaslighting. It was beautiful artistry, some might say. Like, well, it, gaslighters are quite creative. She reminded me of Addie, your dog. Who's hey, like, what? What the? <laughs> 
your dog can be like an expert uh, escape artist sometimes. <laughs> and that's how I feel like she got out of this conversation. Yeah, he's like he does like literally slip through people's hands. It's so weird. I'm like very concerned about the door being open <laughs> too long because he has like actually just like I've like been holding him in my arms and all of a sudden he was not in them anymore. And I'm like, how did you do that? He also is very good at... um reeling dogs in being like come here I'm so nice I just want to say hi and then like um freak out on them maybe that's why you like a Victoria F so cross the street if you ever see me with my dog but basically like (laughs) Victoria F slipped out of that argument like Addie slips out of doors she's just like really Peter really I can't seriously Peter really you're gonna do this right now seriously excuse me excuse you what (laughs) I'm saying that Every time someone says, excuse me, (laughs) for the rest rest of my life. Excuse you what, (laughs) ma'am? Meanwhile, like her family (laughs) sitting inside being like, what's going on? What do you guys think he is like? (laughs) Um, I uh, I noticed that she doesn't really look like anybody in her family. And I went on her Instagram account and somebody asked if she was adopted. And she said, no. She said, really? 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 Why did you stay? <laughs> Sorry. So she said no. Uh, she said no, but her uh, biological father had passed away. So I'm assuming that is who she probably looked like. Sad. Really sad. And maybe, maybe, maybe wonder- why she has, maybe why she <laughs> sleeps with married men. <laughs> maybe why she tries really hard or the way that she gains value is by yeah needing um, to be more important than everyone else she's starting to make more sense except the racist thing i've i get it guys she did issue a public public apology in a way that didn't listen she didn't really even give any excuses she was just like i'm making strides to become more educated it's really really bad uh i'm not gonna say anything but i just for the purpose of this podcast say that she did come out publicly and apologize that's fair i mean yeah i'm i I, I, I appreciate the public apology. I think that the public apology will never feel genuine from anyone because it's public. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you got to do it. And I'm glad she did. <laughs> sure. Obviously, <laughs> Victoria F. has some serious issues that extend well beyond this show that she needs to deal with. Maybe, Obviously. maybe seeing herself on TV will help her. Karamo from Queer Eye says it's the best thing anyone could ever do for themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's watch themselves on television because he was famously on The Real World before he was on Queer Eye. Yeah, and he wasn't great. He wasn't great. And he said it changed his life. And now he's great. And now he's great. Um, so, yeah. There you go. Um I did think it was funny when she came back the morning after I did. Okay. Here's the thing. Before we get into that, I have been somebody who has not been a fan of her because I see how manipulative she is. Right. And gaslighty, obviously. Right. During this argument, Peter and her were literally screaming at each other in the, in the street. Um, but I did feel sympathy when I watched her family hug her and she was crying I was like oh my god I don't know why I feel bad now but I do I think that there's something it's I I guess it's like a nice thing to know that no matter what everyone's going through whether they're like a terrible person or or just making or just like in a phase of their life where they're making mistakes whatever it is it's it is a comforting feeling to know that everyone hopefully has you know love in their life (laughs) like it's it's almost like if you can see that other people love somebody like okay there has to be something redeeming about them yeah it sort of softens the person it's like well everybody has a family everybody was a baby once (laughs) like it kind of shifts things in perspective that way I think again I would do would never trust her obviously no I don't I don't think any I don't think that Peter should end up with her I like she should probably end up with someone like Chase Rice (laughs) 
I feel like Victoria needs to fall in love with herself. Number one. Yeah. I'm hoping that's what happens. Oh, uh, the cult. What you wanted for Colton. Oh, uh, that's what I want for all of these people. <laughs> TBH. Um, but Victoria, the next morning, Peter's like, she goes to like kind of obviously he never ends up meeting the family. So she goes to hash out the conversation or like to ask, basically ask for forgiveness. And a couple of funny things were said throughout this conversation first was i can't, i just can't walk away from you and peter's like then why do you literally <laughs> always you, walk that's away all you me? actually ever do you physically get up and walk away from me like every <laughs> and conversation. she goes i know i know <laughs> and he's like i just we don't have any communication skills which was a funny way of putting it right but I get what he was saying. And I was like, LOL, literally, because both of you guys are shouting nonsense at each other. I, I wanted to write down everything that they were saying. It was like, really, Peter? And he's like, seriously, Victoria? Like, nothing was, like, lining up. She's like, I can't. And he was just like, so what? You're just going to, like, do this? And she's like, what? You're just going to, like, stay? Like, I couldn't trust them at all. Yeah, I don't. I w- got very lost as soon as she asked them, why have you stayed, Peter? And I was like, no, you stayed. <laughs> Excuse you. It's what? his show. <laughs> you, he can't go. <laughs> He's contractually obligated <laughs> to be here. If we've learned anything from Colton's season, it's that the Bachelor will remain the Bachelor until the end. They will drag your butt and prop you up like a weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Excuse you, what, Peter? I can't wait. I cannot wait. The next time somebody says. it's like i like dropped my license and someone's like oh excuse me excuse you what sir (laughs) (laughs) i hope they don't beat me up he also said it was 99 percent amazing and one percent bad i'm pretty sure he inverted i think it's like (laughs) i think it's like 60 bad 40 good maybe oh i was good it is like 89 percent terrible (laughs) like horrific like like the worst you can imagine and 11 percent okay <laughs> i also like when he brought up the conversation he's like remember how you had an ex at your concert <laughs> yeah. well i had an ex at my concert it was hunter hayes just kidding <laughs> it was my girlfriend who told me that you slept with married men <laughs> i know scary she's like well here's a picture of us in old people clothes <laughs> bye <laughs> also my favorite moment was when she went to the elevator. When she left, she turned back around to look back at him, and he slammed the door shut. <laughs> like he was not looking at her. He was just like, "See ya." <laughs> so I think that he does not want Victoria to be there. Yeah. I think he would have preferred Kelsey, but I think that it was like producers being like, "You gotta." Or and him being like, or oh, him I have to take her to the fantasy suite. Fine. Yeah. Or him being like, it's going to be easier for me to say bye to Victoria at the end. Like, he's probably deciding between Hannah Ann and Maddie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it'll be easier for me to say goodbye to Victoria at the end of this and like get to see her boobs. And then, like, I mean, I think he wants to sleep with her, which is why I think <laughs> is going there. I. Well, I know that I've never been in this situation before as Peter has been. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever like thought of people as like, oh, well, I'll just like keep them around a few weeks because I, I like hooking up with them. Like, I don't know if someone bugs me and I don't want to be around them. I don't want to be around them. Yeah. <laughs> but again, okay. also never been in this situation. Well, I can only the only way I can relate to it is like at the like there were kind of people towards the end of my, you know. Mm, okay, but that's a little bit that's a little different because you've had relationships with these people. You know, these people. He doesn't know these girls. Uh, maybe I, I, I just remember when I was like single, I was like, oh, these are like five people I want to hook up with. Oh, <laughs> interesting. I didn't get through all of them. But I got through some of them. Damn it. There's still time. You're uh, only 31. <laughs> I think the two that I didn't get to are in like n- jail. Jail. <laughs> really good relationships. 
and like I'm disgusted with myself for admitting to this. Oh, 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 oh. oh, the two of you are in like fabulous relationships. Like really good. No, they weren't at the time. No, I, right. But now and you're like, oh, my bad. Well, yeah. And I not really. I don't feel bad for like what I feel bad is for admitting this live right now that like <laughs> like when I was finally single, I was like, it's oh, OK, I Alex. Hook up just with these tell us tell us their names and everything will be fine. Just kidding. Um, okay, so Madison's struggling. Hannah Ann wore lingerie. <laughs> Kelsey, yeah. Victoria F. wore the slutty version of Kelsey's dress. I literally wrote that down. I, was I like, this love, is the sexy version of yeah, Kelly's dress. I love Kelsey. Kelsey's dress, yes. I loved Madison's jumpsuit. Which, by the way, I kept calling a pantsuit. And my husband was the one to be like, I don't think that's a pantsuit. <laughs> like, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's jumpsuit. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, it's been a journey. Thanks for joining us. Okay. If you had to pick a girl that he chooses right now, who do you think? I think at this point, it, it'll be Hannah Ann. Well, at this point, I would be most relieved if it was Hannah Ann because I think they would have fun dating for yeah, a little she'll bit. Yeah, she'll move to L.A. Like, she'll have some fun doing that. Yeah, to me, their journey seem more aligned, but I don't think it'll last more than, like, eight months. They seem like they're... Six months. They seem like they're most in the, like, same place, ma like, maturity-wise, just, like, life phase-wise, but they seem the least in love. Yeah, but they seem like the proper amount in like to date. Yeah, which is where I just feel like th that's best case scenario for Peter right now. Yeah, with the women that he has left, and I've also sort of come around on Hannah Ann. I think I like her. Who do you cry about, or who does? Who's the mom crying about? Bring her home. At this point, the only person I can assume it is is Madison because they matter. They matter. Yeah. I can't see him get them caring enough. I mean, obviously, his mom is awesome, and she's likes to emote but like I which is great I love that but like I just I don't see her having that reaction to somebody that she hasn't met or have some sort of connection to already right. and she seems to really like her right okay call 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 thank you for joining us take your vitamins don't leave your condoms in your car that's our sign off so long <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find us again wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with drills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, it happens all the time. Then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot, Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're, you're here to, to believe, believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.